Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. The weekend is upon us. Hello, everybody. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon. This is Hockey Central at noon. Thanks so much for spending your lunch hour with us. Busy show today. We're going to hear from Eric Francis. It's Fridays. Therefore, we're going to talk with Mr. Francis on Eric Francis Fridays. Obviously, some heavy hockey talk, but we'll bend him a little bit with uh, what's going on with the Blue Jays a little bit and a few other things as well. It's always fun to do. But we start the show every single weekday with a good chat with Peter Labardius. Flames Insider, Peter Labardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Lou, there's just so many ways we can start this, but I thought we'd start with kind of the, the news of the day, and then there's some other stuff we'll get into and some happy stuff and sure. some sad stuff. So let's start with uh, the last night. Uh, it was Columbus versus uh, Tampa Bay, and uh, here Luke, Luke Dubois gets benched in the first period and just sits and sits and sits. And uh, if you thought this was going to be uh, maybe handled quietly, uh, I'm just going to play my game and that kind of stuff. It's like, well, that can't be anymore. And when you have uh, John, uh, John Tortorella uh, on the on the <laughs> on the other side of it, it gets a little crazy. We've seen this before, but this is uh, this is not good, and it seems to happen a lot in Columbus. Well, it does, but this one, Kelly, has a lot of layers. And believe it or not, the gentleman I'm most interested in and in seeing how he deals with it is not Pierre-Luc Dubois or John Tortorella. It's Yarmo Kekalainen. Yeah, the GM. And that is what I'm most interested in, in understanding that when things come to an impasse, we all are going to view it in a certain way. And I always want to be the person that at least attempts to have people think about it in more than maybe just their own narrative. So from the outside looking in, John Tortorella, for many, drives a really hard bargain. I don't think there's any question about that. But you know who one of the people in hockey, Kelly, who has really changed my mind about an individual? Him. Yeah. Because John Tortorella is incredibly consistent in how he goes about his business. And you know what John Tortorella is not interested in? BS. He is real. He has the courage publicly to be himself, own it, not give in to optics, not give in to anything but who he is and what he stands for. And even in the scenario with Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know what he stands for? He stands for the fact that he has a standard, and he is not just coaching Pierre-Luc Dubois. He is coaching the Columbus Blue Jackets. And believe him when he says, when you play and play the right way, and I've watched this guy's career and dealt with him from afar and sometimes up close for a long time. He means it. He yeah. stands by it. Is he for everybody? Nope. Because if you as a player, if you as a human, don't see the value in the fact that 
the people who truly care the most about you and your development, Kelly, they're not going to settle for okay. They're not. John Tortorella is not okay with just okay. So, and I'm not even suggesting that Pierre-Luc Dubois is unjust in some of his feelings. But you know what we don't know? We know how John Tortorella feels. You know who we don't know how they feel? Is him. Yeah. And you know what else we don't know? Pierre-Luc Dubois is a pretty good player. Pretty good. Should we start to compare resumes in regards to who's accomplished more? If this is Tortorella versus Pierre-Luc Dubois? And again, you can criticize the Columbus situation. Frankly, you can even criticize John. Because from the outside looking in, this guy's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. But his teams, he's about yeah. team. His, his resume stands team. on its own. It's, it's just one of those things. He wins, and that's simple as that. Now, a uh, little breaking news. We've got a, a last-minute clip to put in. So, Logan, uh, Dubois did talk to the media? They hit an optional skate this morning, okay. and after not talking to the media uh, yesterday after the game, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois did speak to the media today. Uh, here's a bit of that uh, from uh, this morning. Do you think your play last night and the limited time you had warranted the benching for the rest of the game? Um, I mean, that's that's the coach's decision. Um, it's out of my control. Um, like I said here, I can be a better player. I, I, I know that. I, I acknowledge that. Um, my play hasn't been to the level I, I, I can, it could be at. Um, you know, then, then what happened last night, that's the coach's decision. And I mean, the coach are paid to coach and the players are, paid, are played to, sorry, are paid to play. And, um, you know, there's not much uh, that, that I can control in, in that decision. Uh, the last maybe that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah. That's all you need to know right there. Logan, can you play that again, please? Okay, here we go. Pierre Luke Dubois. Maybe. <laughs> we got it or no? The time you had warranted the benching for the rest of the game? Um, I mean, that's that's the coach's decision. Um, it's out of my control. Um, like I said here, I can be a better player. I, I, I know that. I, I acknowledge that. Um, my play hasn't been to the level I, I, I can, it could be at. Um, you know, then, then what happened last night, that's the coach's decision. And, I mean, the coach are paid to coach and the players are, paid, are played to, sorry, are paid to play. And, um, you know, there's not much uh, that, that I can control in, in that decision. Uh, no, that's that's not true. Yeah, you have every. That's yeah, not you, true. you play. You can control the situation. You can control, but your effort. That's right? right. Yeah, that's right. You can't suck and blow. I think he made it Sorry. worse by doing that, Lou. That made the well, situation worse. Yeah, that's not. That's he, not. He that's, did. <laughs> no, that's not calming the situation. That made it worse. It, it did make it worse because guess whose side of the street isn't clean? His. Yeah. His side of the street isn't clean. John Tortorella, whether you like him or not, whether you think how he deals with the media or the public, John is consistent. And his side of the street is clean. And if you break it down to its simplest form, John Tortorella last night said he did not play 
Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's coached him the same way for a long time. He wants to get the best out of him. I truly believe that. Now, Pierre-Luc, I'm not saying it's all your fault because there's a disconnect here. In every relationship in life that sours, there's a disconnect. And it's on both sides at a certain point in time to look in the mirror, take responsibility for their side, and get to the middle. That does not sound like an individual, because if you come out and tell me you're not holding up your end of the bargain, but you expect to be treated the way you want... Isn't there a little flaw in there? Yeah, I imagine the, their media types decided, hey, we'll, we'll get out in front of this, we'll get them to speak, and we'll, we'll kind of tramp this down a little bit. But uh, that comment certainly, you know, obviously there's more to it, and we should probably listen to a little bit more of it, but the, that clip is, is pretty telling. And so if you're, if you're a gambler, Lou, does this get resolved mm-hmm. sooner or later? Because I think probably advantage... Columbus, if they could have done this later, if he would just shut up and play, and we'll try and trade you when we can. But now, I don't know. Kelly, what's the priority? And what are Yarmo Kekalainen's priorities? Winning. That's the only thing that matters. Well, it, it is, but it's a little deeper than that. Because in order to win, it's really important for your team to believe in the messaging and what's important. So we always have a tendency to placate to the stars. We do. We give the stars in life all the benefit, all the leash, and we can put up with all kinds of stuff. But this is really in some ways about Yarmo Kekalainen saying, No, I value John, and I believe in John, and forget about just John, I believe in the Columbus Blue Jackets as a team. And we're going to get to where we want to get to as a team because we don't move the goalposts all the time. We don't change the standard, and the people in our organization, whether they like it or don't, they know what we stand for. But, yeah. but in every situation in life where you're asking yourself this question, where do I stand? Mm-hmm. That's when it gets hard for people because yeah. sometimes the goalposts do move. Sometimes somebody answers hard questions. And sometimes for people in team and coaching and leadership situations, they have to make hard decisions. But here's where the messaging is important. Kelly, I think it can always be fixed amongst people when they see it differently, but you really have to care and understand where the other person comes from. So if you just step back and your posts don't move, but you expect movement from the other side, we've got a problem. Yeah. Like it, it's not and, a... And in, a, yeah. and, and, in a, and in closing, in a world that seems to be all about the stars and celebrating the stars, I'm always going to look at it about team. And it's up to the key mm-hmm. people to assess 
who are the people in your organization that really care about team and who really cares about their own agenda? Yeah, like, like, and like, it's not easy. Yeah, I, I, get, easy. I get you, Lou. And I wonder, like, how much disruption are they going to be okay with in, in Columbus with a, a shortened season? You've got a guy that's been public about wanting to get out and then what happened last night. How, how much chemistry are you willing to kind of mess around with and have that 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 the team kind of dynamic really really take a hit? Like, because it, it it can't it's not fair to the other guys. No, it isn't fair to the other guys. But again, it's it's it's. I'll give you a I'll give you a parallel, Kelly. Okay. Think about the heat that Joe Sackett took for a long time in regards to the Matt Duchesne situation. And did his team at a certain point in time pay the price? They did. Mm-hmm. Were people ready to fire Jared Bednar, the coach? Yes, they were. Did he buy in to the optics and requiring a quick fix? No. He sorted it out. And yeah. he waited until... He got what he won. And what he now has is a championship caliber team. Yeah. Isn't that worth sometimes taking yeah. a little short term pain? Yeah. So hard to, hard to look at the, the long term picture though. I, I get that, but it's hard when you when you're when your room and yeah, it's it's not easy and that's why they pay those guys the, the big bucks. And I guess Lou, if you want to go back, you, you could get a Calgary example of that in the 90s when Joe Newendike, right? There's a contract dispute and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it, it dragged on, you know, for, for quite a while till he traded for what would become Jerome McGinley, obviously. Right. And guess what? Yarmo Kekalainen has bosses. John Tortorella has bosses. But you know what's really important, Kelly, about all of this mm. with Columbus? You need to take the temperature of the room. So if you go around and you talk to your players about this situation and the key people in your group that you really value, you need to take their temperature. Because players know, they know this person, they know who they're dealing with, and my guess is, and it's just a guess, I bet you there's a lot of Columbus Blue Jacket players who don't know where Pierre-Luc Dubois stands and why he has taken this stance. Yeah, there has got to be more to, to that situation. And, and, and hockey and pro hockey, more than probably any other sport, it's all about teamwork and, and chemistry. I mean, in, in football, you got offense and defense. You know, in basketball, you got a couple of star players that make or break you. In hockey, offense has to play defense. Defense has to be off. Like, it's it's one of those things. And every, every ex-hockey player I've ever talked to when I when I do the, uh, the time machine interviews, they all, to a man, always talk about that, Lou. They talk about, you know, teams can be good. They can have amazing players, but no chemistry. They talk about the teams that... Maybe they weren't as good, but they came together and they worked as a group. And, like, you, you just – it is so important. And, I, and it's not cheesy coach speak. It's really important. 
It's and, and Kelly, it's not team, it's life. It's life is about buying and selling. And and in a lot of cases, it's hard for us sometimes to sell because we're not always in control of getting the end result. But it really boils down to how much do you want to invest in your people? And the best leaders, the best friends, the best people in your life, if you really think about it, they're not going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. They're going to challenge you to think about it different. But it's also when you want different from somebody, and we all do, we want it in our marriages, we want it from our kids, we want it from our coworkers. Well, if we want different, then we have to understand that to reach them, we better find out what it is about them as to why we can't bring them over. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Lou, um, boy, we I, I messed up that timing because we had a bunch of things to get to and we got to one topic, but that... That's okay because I, I just I'm love not your... sure there was a more important one no. today than this one. Exactly. Okay, uh, a few more things to get to, but first let's do the mailbag. Lose Mailbag, brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, Calgary's best steakhouse located in the heart of downtown. Looking forward to celebrating with you again soon. Go Flames Go! Oh, it's such a great contest. Very easy to enter. You just uh, think of a question. Yum. <laughs> you get some food on Friday. Yum. Who doesn't want that? And today's question comes from <laughs> Sylvester. He gets a $100 gift card to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Uh, and you can use that when they reopen, and it's going to be awesome, so you can anticipate that. The question uh, reads this. Hey, Lou, you have a lot of passion and knowledge when it comes to junior hockey. It's like, oh, there's a newsflash. Hmm. Uh, uh, with, with the world juniors still fresh in our minds, I yep. wanted to get your thoughts on how close the Flames prospects are to making their NHL debut. Do Apelche, Zari, Gunetsov, or Wolf have a chance to crack the lineup this year, even if they're not on the uh, current roster, maybe the taxi squad. So that comes from Sylvester. So he, he calls out, what, you know, four guys there. Um, yeah. So do you want to kind of kind of go through where, where you think maybe sure. some of those guys? The team's pretty stocked, so it's going to be tough. But where do you come out? Right. Um, I think they're all different. So if I had to predict who's going to be first in that group, I would say it's Jacob Pelche. Uh, the details of his game, how responsible, how trustworthy, his ability to be versatile up and down the lineup. He has just such an incredible reputation already at 19, and you saw you know, a great display at the end of the gold medal game when he went around and hugged all his teammates. He has a stellar reputation of smarts, caring, leadership and i think that will translate into him being first but as our fine boss mr kirsch said i don't see a fit for that this season i i just uh, unless maybe at the end of the year depending on so many other factors covid the end of a junior season for him and valdor um as far as connor's area is concerned um i loved what i saw even in his one inner squad game He's taken massive steps. He's going to play. But if I had to guess, it might take one season more of 
play, working on the fine details of your game. For Kuznetsov, he will be 19 this year. Incredibly bright. I think he has top four shutdown defensemen written all over him. But the Flames are in good shape in that position, so he's probably two or three years maybe away from finding his way. And Dustin Wolf is 19 years old. He's a goalie. I love a lot about what he does. Goalies are the hardest to project. And the Calgary Flames have Jacob Markstrom tied in for potentially six years. He's got time. And that, for the Flames, they can use it. They can develop him. They can learn about it. I think he's going to get there. And, in fact, I think in the three-year, four-year window – It'll be perfect timing. And Dustin Wolf, I think, had maybe the wrong passport for the World Juniors because if he's on any other team, he's probably the starting goalie. But uh, mm. when you're when you're backing up uh, Mr. Knight, there he was Mr. he was Knight. sensational. He just he just didn't didn't uh, he just couldn't crack the lineup. But I, I he did play a little bit. But uh, the, it'll be interesting to see his development. Yeah, and goalies take a little longer too. So uh, we'll we'll watch that. Sylvester, thanks so much for the uh, for the question. Great question. Uh, yeah, and you can always send them in. Just go to our website, fan960 uh, or sportsnet.ca slash 960, uh, and just go to contest and enter that way. And uh, who knows, you could get a $100 gift card to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Just before we wrap things up, I just wanted to, uh, there's really no easy way to do this, but I wanted to pay tribute to, uh, to uh, one of our, our, our colleagues that had uh, worked uh, along. I never worked with him directly, but I knew him. Uh, Warren Woods uh, lost uh, his battle with COVID, and it, it became a little more real for the sports world uh, this week on Wednesday, Lou, that uh, Warren's such a nice man and had been working. He'd worked in, in television. He'd been working in radio. He'd done all kinds of stuff for the riders. And just really, really sad news to see uh, Warren Woods pass away. I've known Warren Gotta since be a the while. late 80s. Yeah. Since the late 80s, we worked together for a full year at what was Sportsline, uh, now Global TV in Regina. Um, Just one of the loveliest. The best way to describe Warren is, I'm not sure Warren ever had an enemy. He had time for everyone. Uh, If you can understand just going to your local pub and the kind of guy you'd want to sit beside and visit and have a beer with, that was Warren. He made you smile. He could tell stories. I loved him. Yeah. And, you know, as this conversation is talked about, you know, we, in our life, we, we think about success and nice things and, and, you know, big salaries and stars in my world, Warren Woods was a star. Yeah. Because the legacy that he leaves us and way too early is what mattered most to him was his connection with other people. And that connection was almost flawless. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk Monday, Lou. Thanks so much. Thank you. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca.
It is Hockey Central at noon. Uh, just wanted to get that in there. Some some tragic news, and I knew Lou wanted to talk about that. So uh, thanks for indulging us on that. Uh, okay, we uh, we're busy. We've got uh, Eric Francis Fridays coming up, and a busy show, uh, big show ready to go. Pat's got one more day off before we work him three hundred in a row. Uh, so that's coming up. Looking forward to that. And um, well, I wanted to mention this because we started this on on Monday. Um, Pat Steinberg does it all. You know, he hosts the afternoon show. He does Flames hockey, but he's also uh, part of our Flames Roundup highlight package that we send out. Send it out twice a week. Uh, Pat hosts it, and it goes on Twitter, Facebook, on our website, and a few other places as well. It's all brought to you by Brightside by ATB, a new banking app to help you spend and save for what you love. So check it out. I think they're making. I think it's going up today. Is what I hear. So look forward to that. What are we going to talk to? Uh, Eric Francis about mostly flames. I think we'll talk a little bit about this uh, Pierre Luc Dubois because we're going to play that clip for him to see what he thinks. All right, we'll do that next right here on Sportsnet 960. Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960. The fan. Ah, it's a good Friday. Weekend is here. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon. I'm drinking uh, the stolen water I took from Ryan Pinder. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it there and I took it. How do you like them apples, Pinder? Oh, he's after the spring water. Oh, sure you were. Um, hey, it's time for Eric Francis Fridays, brought to you by Hyatt Infinity. Save up to $15,000 on 2020 QX80. Hyatt Infinity, Heritage Meadows Road on Luxury Lane. And speaking of, he drives one. How is your Infinity these days, Eric? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's hard to keep clean these days. It's always hard to keep clean in this city, but yeah, uh, yeah it's nice to have a big truck. Uh, we haven't had a lot of snow to get through, but when we did have that big dump just before Christmas, I actually, for the first time in my life, uh, pulled some people out of like uh, one was a small ditch, another small car got caught. Like you, you remember how much snow we got yeah. there, and there was one day where I, I went around and helped two different people. By pulling them out of a ditch, I've never done that with any vehicle I've had. So yeah, it's pretty powerful. They, uh, this is how long I've known you because the Eric Francis I knew when I first moved to Calgary and you started working for the Sun. There'd be no chance you would have a big truck and pull people out of the ditch because that would have, you know, it would have cramped your style. But now you're you're older. You got a family. You, you're you're you've got it together now, right? You you know what's important and what you know nice luxury is all about. But back in the '90s, my friend, there's no chance you're doing that. Well, I had a little sports car that yeah. was front-wheel drive. There was no way I was pulling anyone. I was the one hoping someone would pull me out of ditches. So exactly, yeah, things things change. You, you know, know it. You know change. it. We we're proud to have Hyatt on with us. Hey, uh, I want to play uh, a clip that we just got about uh, 40 minutes ago, and you, you heard the story about Columbus Blue Jackets and they've got another disgruntled player. And uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, after being benched uh, for most of the game, uh, had a little Zoom call and their media department said, okay, we'll get, we'll get Luke up there and pff, this is going to solve it. And then he says this. Um, I mean, that's, that's the coach's decision. Um, it's out of my control. Um, like I said here, I can be a better player. I, I, I know that. I, I acknowledge that. Um, my play hasn't been to the level I, I, I can, it could be at. Um, 
you know, than, than what happened last night. That's the coach's decision. And I mean, the coach are paid to coach and the players are paid, are played to, sorry, are paid to play. And, um, you know, there's not much uh, that, that I can control in, in that decision. Not much I can control in that decision. Hmm. I don't know about that, Eric. I think there's everything you can control about it. Well, it's, it's funny because I thought the clip you were going to play was Torts. And uh, we all love hearing sound bites from John Tortorella. They're always entertaining. And he's got about a three-minute sound bite uh, that I just listened to this morning where he basically says, you know what? Forget about all this drama with Pierre-Luc Dubois and he wants to get traded and all this. My job as a coach is to manage these athletes. And, he's, and I thought it was interesting. He says, I've handed all the X's and O's off to my assistants. I don't deal with the strategy. I deal with just the people and the personalities and today's prima donna athletes. He didn't call them all prima donnas, but he did use the word prima donna at one point, clearly talking to Pierre Luc Dubois. And, you know, he just says, I'll be damned if I'm going to let whatever drama is going on affect the one thing that I need to make sure that we do the most, which is have an incredible work ethic, because that's the work ethic that's got us, you know, being a, a competitive team. And in Columbus, it's true. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that Columbus is near being one of the most talented teams in the NHL, but Tortorella has got them playing with a work ethic that has allowed them to pull off some shockers in the playoffs and, and, and be a shockingly good team the last several years. So he doesn't see the work ethic. Now, is he jaded by the fact that this guy's got this, you know, this trade demand that hangs like a cloud over the entire organization? Yeah, he's probably really pissed off about it and was looking for an excuse to publicly, uh, you know, shame this guy. But at the end of the day, he's justifying the whole thing by saying, the guy's just not working hard enough, and I can't have that in my room, whether it's him or whether it's somebody else who doesn't want to get traded and is completely content here. So I thought his message was very, very solid. I think Dubois, what he just said in his clip, is as politically correct and smart as anything he can say. But I agree with you. At the end of it, there is one thing you control, which is work a little harder. And uh, I don't think anybody feels bad for Dubois because he is a major distraction and, and nobody wants that player on their team. And all this just speaks to the fact that at some point, clearly this GM is going to want to pull the trigger on a trade. Yeah. You hear Brian Burke talk endlessly about it. Well, you're never going to win a trade when you're trading a distressed asset. And that's exactly what Dubois is because every GM knows that you're, you're pressured to get rid of him. But, you know, at some point, Someone's going to pay enough of a price. It'll be a depleted value, but at some point it'll pay enough for the GM to say, it's worth it to pull the trigger on this deal. We're not getting what we probably deserve, but we need to get this thing out of our dressing room or this whole season could be lost. And that's the obvious uh, stress point that everyone's facing in Columbus right now. This thing continues on. This team will miss the playoffs miserably. Yeah, it's it's a situation they didn't want to be in, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. It's Eric Francis Fridays right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan, Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon. Uh, Eric, um, Flames got off to a, to a pretty decent start, and uh, then we had this big waiting period. What have you uh, found, you know, watching the games against Vancouver and Winnipeg that, that has stuck out to you, besides the goalie wow. has been lights out? Yeah, I noticed the goalie's pretty good. Um, that's had a bit of an impact. You know, Chris Tanev's obviously fit in really, really well. And we could sit here and debate all we want. You know, is he better than TJ Brody? Is this an upgrade? Is this a downgrade? Uh, they're He's different. Different, different type of player. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're very different. So I, I think, you know, 
uh, having that debate, I'm, I'm really fine with, you know, the fact that they traded or didn't trade. They, they lost Brody, you know, they weren't ready to pay him the money or maybe he didn't want to come back at all anyway. Um, but at the end of the day, it's allowed Rasmus Anderson to move up and be that number one top line defenseman with Giordano. It's allowed Anderson to be unfettered as the top power play guy. Um, you know, I think it opens up Hannafin for, for more offensive uh, responsibilities, which I, I think he's already responded well. I've seen him really join the rush quite a bit. Um, there, there was just a lot of things that I think losing TJ Brody allowed the Flames to do. Uh, he's a great player. He was a really good player and one of the best skaters in the league. But, um, you know, that's a debate that people will have this weekend when Brody comes to town. Uh, but, yeah, the, you know, I still think that the new guys up front have yet to find their legs or find their place. You know, all three of them. Nordstrom's been a healthy scratch twice. Uh, in his one game, he was a pretty good penalty killer. He had a breakaway there at one point on a penalty kill. Uh, but, you know, Levo could, could take a while to find his NHL legs. It's been over a year since he played. And uh, Dominic Simone, you know, he's bounced around on the top two lines and he can't really quite find his place yet. I, I think he's been okay, but... So those are just some of the things that I've, I've noticed so far. And, of course, the power play. I mean, that heals all issues, right? I mean, when you win a game entirely on a power play, uh, well, two games basically entirely with power play goals, uh, that solves a lot of problems. So Also so hides so some good. too, though, right, Eric? It hides some problems too because it, it, yeah, it makes it up for they've had, a, they've had two noticeable, you know, horrific periods where they really should have lost both games. They lost the one in Winnipeg because of it. Um, they bounced back from the one against Vancouver, uh, despite a horrific first period. Um, so resiliency is something we've seen. And, you know, it's funny, you started this whole thing by saying flames are off to a really good start and go back and look over the last 20 years, how many times you've uttered those words. Yeah. I mean, they're just a notoriously slow starting team. So it's three games in, you know, it's a small sample size, but how could anybody be upset with the way the flames have started the season? We're sure watching the North Division. We knew we were going to do that and, you know, didn't think that, you know, Winnipeg and Ottawa would be something that that would be must-watch TV on the iPad or the phone or whatever, but it certainly was. Give me your thoughts on what you've seen from the North Division with uh, Montreal and and Toronto doing really, really well and Vancouver is having trouble stopping the other team from scoring. It's it's early days. We all know that, but just give me your thoughts on what you're seeing from the uh, seven teams. You know, I I think... uh... I think every team in the league has bounced back from a really bad performance. And, you know, not that Calgary had a really bad performance in Winnipeg to open, but they did lose the game and bounced back, you know, pretty impressively in the next game. Every Canadian team has done that with a significant bounce back the next game after a disappointing loss. Uh, So there's been some resiliency. I think you're going to see that a lot this year with the back-to-backs. You're going to see a lot of splits. Um, One team dominates one night, the next team dominates the next, or, you know, uh, is anyone surprised that the Leafs are going to be near the top of the table or have been already? No. Um, I, I do believe it'll be Calgary and Toronto battling for the top spot all year long. Uh, Montreal, I shouldn't be surprised because a lot of people were picking them to maybe even win the division with all the changes they made, but I'm very su- I'm surprised at how good Toffoli has been and, how, and Josh Anderson. Like, those changes have been seamless for them. So Montreal's looked really good. And then Vancouver and Winnipeg are two kind of, I don't know. I think most people figured that those would be the two teams that would miss the playoffs with Ottawa. And I don't think I've seen anything that makes me change my mind. I still think it's going to be so damn close. 
all year long. All these three-point uh, games, Eric. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, well, that that's the killer, right? When you're watching and you're, you're watching two of them go, and you're like, oh, not another three-pointer. That that hurts. You know, a team like the Flames, when two other teams always are getting three points. But yeah, no, they're close games. I I saw I thought going into the season that this will be the division with the most parity, and uh, I'll stand by that all year long. I think that on any given night. Uh, well, on any given night, any team in any division can beat anybody. But I, I think, I think you know, it looks like Ottawa is going to be closing the gap a little more than we thought. And it looks like, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to go right down to the last week. I don't think that would surprise anybody. Yeah, it's it's going to get, I, I think there might be some malaise midway through because we were playing like, you know, the same team four times in a row. But then when you get to the to the end of the season, it'll be really, really interesting. And from a from a journalist point of view, uh, you're you're so used to getting the next team, and okay, well they're going to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, now it's Minnesota, where you're going to see you know two, three, even four games against the same team. How do you keep that fresh when you're when you're churning stuff out for .ca? It's not easy. I mean, obviously this five day break is just a break for a lot of us, but it's it's not easy. I, I tell you, like you know. I'll, I'll... At, uh, just to continue the, the Kelly Kirsch wheelhouse, uh, we go from basketball to that Kung Fu stuff with John Pollock at 145 with uh, some UFC 257 this weekend. Conor McGregor is fighting, so we're going to be chatting we with him about that. We have not had so... Kung Fu stuff on it's, in so long. It's been a while. So there's, yeah. a, there's a thing Saturday, isn't it? There is, yes. Uh, a very big thing on Saturday. Uh, they're back on Fight Island for another pay-per-view. And how much would that cost me if I wanted to buy it? Uh, about seventy bucks. Are you kidding me? Seventy <laughs> uh, nope. Canadian dollars. I do believe so. Yes, seventy seven zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what else do you got today? I'm <laughs> 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 um, gonna talk a bit about this Pierre Luc Dubois situation yes. off the the top because that was ugly. He last gave us night. some so audio gold today too. He kind of made it worse with his little clip, so you can play that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, we'll, we'll be hearing that for sure. So yeah, we'll we'll dive into that, and then uh, if there's time, uh, a little bit on the, the, this Calgary Flames team that people keep talking about. So uh, a lot to get to in the one o'clock hour. Looking forward to it. It's next right here on Sportsnet 960.